With inflation roaring off at 7%, 600,000 hardship payments in the December quarter alone, it's clear a lot of people are really squeezed at the first union. Research and policy analyst Edward Miller has been listening to David Seymour. He's with us this morning. Good morning. Morena. National says Labour increased the minimum wage too much too soon. It shot up from 15 and a bit to 21-odd now, and that leaves no room for any further increase. What do you make of that? I think it's an unrealistic kind of position, given the large increases in the inflation that we're seeing. Low-income workers are the ones that are most hard hit by inflation, and they're also the hardest hit by the inflation policy response, the cranking up of of interest rates. Now is the time for a, a... pretty significant increase. Um, We're advocating for the government to close the gap between the minimum wage and the living wage, which would be something in the order of a 10 to 11% wage increase. Um, That might seem fanciful in other years, but I think this year it's quite clear that the tight labour market has already done a lot of the work for that. Probably the number of people that are on the minimum wage compared to other years is a lot lower. Employers are already having to compete for labour, and it makes a whole lot of sense to, to lift that minimum wage up to the living wage to combat poverty this year. But following that argument through, Edward, that feeds into a general uh, consensus that, okay, our minimum now becomes 24, 26, that sort of area. That just fuels inflation. And as you said, that hurts the people on the lowest wages disproportionately. You're shooting yourselves in the foot. No, and workers' wages are always catching up to inflation. Inflation is led by prices and wages follow in its footsteps. The impact from wages on inflation is much, much lower than the impact on prices, particularly in this situation where we've had significant overseas import prices being the major driver of inflation. We need workers to be able to catch up. It doesn't make sense just to say, well, that's going to drive a little bit more inflation, therefore you have to be stuck on a very low wage as the response. Wouldn't it be better to lobby your mates in Labour to spend a bit less, to uh, create a tax-free threshold, perhaps? Maybe 20 grand before you pay any tax? A tax-free threshold is probably a good idea. Um, The problem is that it it gives a tax-free threshold to everybody, so you'd need to have some uh, compensation at the top end. I'd be open to a discussion about raising uh, raising income tax on on high earners, and I think it, it makes a lot of sense at a time like this because of the, the massive increase in, just, uh, in wages that we've seen at the very top end based on uh, IRD data. Can you see why there is resistance to this? I can understand why there is resistance, but I think we need to, we need to be realistic. Uh, the last labour market data that we got in the September quarter said that the average wage rose 7.4% already, and a third of workers didn't get an increase. It's extremely likely that the vast majority of those that didn't get an increase are the ones that are sitting on reasonable wages already, and the employers have already had to price in significant wage increases at this point to be able to compete for labour. Uh, it doesn't make a huge lot of sense to, to just forget about a minimum wage increase at this time when most workers have already come off the minimum wage. Edward Miller, who is policy researcher at the First Union, thanks so much for being with us this morning.